everybody like the smell of gasoline? Well, burn, motherfucker! Burn, American dream! Don't everybody like the taste of apple pie? We'll snap for your slice of life, I'm telling you why. I hear that's Mother Nature's now on birth control. The coldest pimp be looking for somebody to hoe. The highway up to heaven got a crook on the roll. Youth full of fire. Ain't got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Continue podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, that's Gasoline Dreams. The Gasoline Dreams, the opening track off of uh, Outkast's 2000 album, Stankonia. Uh, I love that record. I've been listening to it a lot. I thought it would be appropriate. My name is Anthony John Agnello. I am the host of this podcast, one of three hosts of this podcast, primarily about video games, but occasionally... About Fisher Stevens movies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, there's a greater than zero percentage of zero Fisher, St- or, uh, Fisher Stevens talk on this podcast. Since our last episode, every single time I just think of Fisher Stevens' face or think of his name, which has been regularly since our last episode, I just see him skateboarding into the shot. Reaching out for a 3.5-inch floppy like it's poetry. Uh, That person responding in the affirmative that you hear is none other than Susan Arndt. Uh, I actually couldn't speak yesterday due to an allergic reaction. Oh, my God. To what? Uh, Okay, so I am allergic to sunflower seeds and sunflower oil. Uh, Sunflower seeds are in, in trail mix constantly, and sunflower oil is used to cook or bake, fry, lots of snack foods. And what will happen often is snack food companies will swap out either canola oil or sunflower oil, depending on whichever one was cheaper to buy. So it's kind of Russian roulette with a random bag of snacks. And uh, I had a a little mini bag of mini pretzels. And uh, it was very clearly made in sunflower oil. And... My tongue, lips, and throat all swelled up, uh, as is happens when you have an allergic reaction to something. And uh, yeah, it, my tongue was so big that it wouldn't fit my mouth, and so my teeth were cutting it. Oh my god! And so just moving my my mouth to speak just would keep cutting into it, and it was immensely painful. So I could not talk yesterday. Susan, you're allergic to some of the most inconvenient things. Like, you can't have fermented drinks, either. Correct. Right? Yes. Yeah, that is fucking brutal. Wait. Yeah. That's just, what? that's just the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, can, I can't have uh, stuff that's, like, like, red wine, beer, champagne, oh. all out. What were you, drinking, actually, the, food... what were you drinking during the, the, poc- or the Packers show, then? Weren't, didn't you have, like, a big bottle of wine? That's a shard, baby. That's yeah. a, big, oh. a big old bottle of shard. Yep. He's sharding it up. This is a shard it up. ass, Dave. <laughs> yep. That's how uh, this is done. Embrace, embrace him a basic bitch on that one. <laughs> Get a nice old box of Franzi. Do it up. Have I ever taught you guys how to play Franzian? The the cooperative sport of kings? <laughs> Here's what you do. You get yourself a box of Franzia. Uh, the boxed wine Franzia. And I always love that misnomer. It's not really a boxed wine. That wine isn't just in it's a fucking bag. cardboard. That wouldn't work. There's a bladder on the inside. So you just get rid of that fucking box. You take that <laughs> bladder out. And then you just play the greatest game of hot potato you ever played. Everybody gets in a circle and you're like, Franzia! <laughs> you throw that Franzia and whoever gets it and they got they got to open up the spigot and then you're just like, Franzia! 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 And... You know, there's no... That's it. Those are the rules. That's, that's so, so cult shit. So when we inevitably have our first and final meetup... <laughs> <laughs> so this will be one, one of the activities. podcast meet ever. <laughs> That'll be it. We'll get three people arrested at PAX East this weekend for throwing wine bladders at strangers. Franzia! Uh, the the third pillar of this tripod that we call life 
is none other than Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. It's the only thing you say to the cops as they cart you away. They're giving you random rights. They're friends of Roberts! Friends of He gave no comment other than... It's just brutal, like Boston PD. It's still snowing out. Yeah, yeah. Quiet, kid. No, sir, Francia. Francia. Hack the planet. <laughs> Hack the Francia. <laughs> da- Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts, how you living, brother? Oh, good. I don't have any allergy stories. You want any? You want any food allergies? None. No. Like they did a test. Like you know, you get it. You get that test when you're yeah. a kid. And I think the. They just, I just have general pollen allergies and like sensitivity to smoke. I'm I, uh, very I didn't health. I had zero health allergies, zero health allergies until my mid 20s. I'm living with a chef and he's like, You've never had scallops before. This is like right after I stopped oh, being full time vegetarian oh, no. and started eating seafood. I was like, yeah, man, you know, seafood's a whole new world to me. And he's like, Well, allow me to introduce you to scallops. He spends like, the afternoon, what we were playing Franzia the slow way that day. Uh, slow way. <laughs> watch, watch, wait, li- the, listening the to records version. really loudly, and and we just had Titanic on in the background. It was a good day, and so he hands me this plate of scallops. Everybody's sitting around our living room, and this is the first time I've ever used this phrase. Uh, he's like, "How do they taste?" And I was like, "Like burning. These taste <laughs> like burning." <laughs> And he's like, what do you mean? Like, there's like a char? And I was like, no, I think I just swallowed a battery. And it was like, you know, when you put your tongue on a nine volt? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like my mouth was filled with nine <gasps> volt batteries. Oh my God. Uh, had the same reaction you did, Susan. Like, I didn't like go into anaphylactic shock or anything, but everything yeah. swole up. Can't have them. No scallops. Okay, noted. Scallops right out. Other shellfish, it's fine. It's not an issue. Weird. Weird. Yeah, okay. it's super weird. Welcome to the Shellfish cast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking <laughs> continue ca- continue cast on sunflower oil. Uh, yeah, we're we're back to our usual routine after our wonderful back Halloween costume life. episode. I would back strongly encourage everybody, <laughs> if they have not, go listen to our hackers commentary cast. What the hell with Red Letter Media biting off our routine? Yeah, I know what we put God. out a hackers cast, and then they've got to one up us a week later with Macaulay Culkin on. Come on, whatever, whatever, man. whatever, bullshit. Uh, but a game that is not bullshit is The Long Dark, which we have mm. talked about on the show a few times. Mm-hmm. But Susan, you've been drawn back to The Long Dark for the first time in a while for very interesting reasons. Yeah, so uh, uh, the story part of The Long Dark is episodic, and episode three, I completed the first two episodes, really enjoyed them. Episode three will not be out in December as anticipated, and I hate to break this to you, but if you haven't heard, folks, your save is gonna be wiped. You have to start all over. Oh, no. Of all games to do that to you with, too. That's brutal. Uh, I mean, I get it. They are... They are adding things and upgrading, and it's to get make it an overall better experience. But yeah, if you have a save for the first two chapters, you're boned. It's going away. So, uh, but they had a Halloween event called Four Days of Night instead of Forty Days of Night, which I thought was really clever. It was the twenty seventh through the thirty first, and it was a survival mode. And the the goal was to survive. Each day there was a different challenge. The first day. It was fine. It was all about getting the lay of the land and getting all your supplies ready. Mm. And the goal is to survive each of the days two real-time hours consecutively. So it's not like, you know, you play for an hour and die and then play for another hour and die. No, 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 no. has to be two consecutive hours. Okay. So the first day, no big deal. Second day, wolves. Third day, wolves, and they're pissed. Fourth day, uh, which I did not do because it was Halloween, uh, I think was like bears and they're pissed. So and I'm like, well, you know, it's Halloween and I, I'm Halloween is my favorite holiday. And I kept seeing them tweeting uh, about it. I'm like, well, this, this, let me see what it is. And the only food available was chocolate bars, was candy. Nice. That's adorable. Because it's, it's Halloween. And hidden in the world were little jack-o'-lanterns with a wolf carved into them, because of course, and 
there would be stashes of really valuable equipment there, like a rifle mm. and uh, really strong medicine, stuff like that. I'm like, what a great idea. This sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. So I go back and I, and I do that. And I really did enjoy it a great deal. But I had never tried survival mode in mm. the long dark before then because I figured, I assumed it would be too hard. Yeah. Like, oh no, you know, I hear people talking about survival mode and long dark all the time and, and how and how crushing it is. And uh, I'm I'm sure I wouldn't enjoy it. I'm I'm not a, a roguelike person. So uh, yeah, I I like feeling like I'm making progress. So I I assumed it was not for me. But then I did this and I really enjoyed it. I, I liked seeing how much better I could do. Yeah. Each time like I, I died repeatedly. But then I, I was like, okay, well, let, let me try. Let me make sure I have enough uh, bandages ready for when I am inevitably attacked by a wolf. And I know that there's a, a hunting knife in that fishing hut, so let me go make sure I, I go there. And uh, I, that was, I could have, because it, it just says you have to live for two hours straight. It doesn't say what you have to do do during that time. You just have to stay You just alive. have to survive. So I could have just gotten plenty of food and water and found a house and sat there with the game on for two hours and it would have counted. So what what happens if you achieve the goal? Like if you make it the you two get badges. Hours, you just get badges. You like just get it's badges. just you did it. You yeah, know. you did it. You did it. And your save carries over from day to day to day. So it is possible to do all four days with the same save. And again, if I had just <laughs> hid basically, and I had plenty of supplies, so I totally could have, it would have been no problem. I could have made it all four days and it would have been easy. But I felt like that wasn't true to the spirit of the game. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, it's about surviving. It's about dealing with these really pissed off wolves and, and all of that. It's the also thing, not the first thing you're ever playing in the long dark. It's like, true, true. you've got all of your accumulated long oh, dark Oh, no, no, no. Brain. Oh, oh uh, long dark brain, yes. Right, yeah, but you're just brain. Yes, I like. I know. Yeah, I know how things work there. Yeah. I know I can't get into a locked trunk without a crowbar. Yeah, I know all of that stuff. Uh, so I I would start to go out into the world and explore, and and I'm like, no, I I'm gonna really do this. Let me really do this, and that's of course how I died repeatedly. <laughs> but. But that, you know, this was, was was this the first night? Which was this wolves were pissed or bears that were pissed? Uh wolves were pissed. Wolves were pissed. Wol okay. The wolves were pissed. <laughs> I okay. So the the first time I died, uh okay, so the other thing is, as the name implies, it's night. It's nothing but night. There is no daytime. So you have to make sure you can see, right? <clears throat> and so to say if I didn't have supplies yet, if I didn't have matches or flares or a lamp or anything. I would just be like, all right, I'm just going to do my best to navigate using the moon. And I fell into water like a lot. Because <laughs> I'm like walking across the ice to get to the fishing hut. I'm like, nope, I'm totally doing it. Totally doing it. Splash. Now I have hypothermia. Okay, this is bad, but I'm going to make it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Dead. You know, stuff like that. So uh, wolves got me. I fell off a cliff. I fell off a train trestle. Froze twice, <laughs> so, but it was really fun. So when the when the thing was done, when after Halloween, I went back and I started a fresh, normal survival mode game, which is so much easier. Oh my god! I actually have to start over on a higher difficulty. Wow! I I can't walk. I have so many supplies. I have two <laughs> coats, like four shirts. All of these peaches and soup and water. I have three different pairs of boots. It's it's a little ridiculous. So I, I wonder. I, I wonder how different. So this, like, the early access for this was 2014. Oh wow! The very first version of Long Dark, mm -hmm. where it was just the early survival mode before they'd finished any of the narrative. Mm -hmm. I wonder how what you're playing at the base survival mode on like yeah. normal it compares to what it used to be. Oh, I would be very interested to know that because it's, it's, and again, like you said, I do have all that experience. So right. I know that if I don't have antibiotics, I can go make this particular kind of tea and blah, 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 blah. I know, I do know all that. I have all that knowledge. 
But, like, they are just throwing supplies at me left and right. It's a little stupid. <laughs> but, but I you, was... But, like, you're re-engaged now. I like am, you've, yeah. You've essentially found... You know, sequel might be the wrong word, but you found new Long Dark hiding mm-hmm. inside of Long Dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's and re- I, I didn't, you know, I was, I'm, I really don't want to play Red Dead Redemption. And uh, Horseball I, Sim? Uh, Horseball Sim. <laughs> it's not my thing. And so I was, you know, I was just looking for something to play. And, and this is exactly, like, this is challenging, but also familiar. So mm. I'm not, I don't have the discomfort of, of learning new lore or, or adapting to a new control style or anything like that. But it still feels incredibly fresh to me. Yeah. yeah the, inter- the most interesting thing to me about The Long Dark is I can point to that as one of the very rare examples of a ostensibly isolated single-player game mm-hmm. that has been constantly updated since its very first early access build, like, you know, the pre-alpha that they just threw out into the public right after Steam Greenlight really opened for business, and has continued to serve people in the way that all single-player expansions always say they will and almost mm. never do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I am not drawn to uh, expansions for single player games in general just because i've you know in the past when i have gone and played them they've they've really been sort of mealy and thin Mm -hmm. i I think we've talked about this on a recent episode actually but like you know back in the day i remember i was so excited like i enjoyed assassin's creed 2 so much and that was the very early days of single player expansion and got that first DLC. It was like, here's $5, sir. And then it was like 22 minutes of garbage. And unfortunately, I feel like, you know, the vast majority of single player expansions that you do get, they're not garbage. But when I played anything in like Arkham City or mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just I, I can think of like there's The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Which The Witcher Three basically just came out, and they were like, "Here's a brand new game, pretty much, an yeah. entire new game." Uh, and I, I almost don't count that. Like, you know, Dave, I know you've been playing the Xenoblade Chronicles Two expansion, which is here's a whole twenty hour game, yeah. same world, and like, like you, you can even buy it separately, so you don't even need the main. Oh game wow, right. yeah, you could get it. You could get it at a retail. Like, there's a cartridge for the expansion of that. It's a totally its own thing but long dark is the rare example where it is it is the same thing but it's just like here's a new mode that really does dramatically change your perspective in a very compact accessible way that will allow you to rediscover the game as a whole you know it's interesting too susan because this is the second time recently that you've had this experience almost exactly because uh, you had the, a very similar reaction to Prey's recent update. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. And it was, it's it's incredible that there seems to be like a thread between the two of them. Because both that that sort of rogue light mm-hmm. mode that they added to Prey and this, you know, limited time survival event are saying, here's a very quick, short burst of a new idea. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to reintroduce you to the big idea of the game proper. And I don't know if that's always replicable. Like, I mean, would you, if you were talking to a developer and they were like, how do I continue to support this game after release? Would you say, here's the model? Actually, I personally would, because like you, if it's, if it's a single player experience, that means it's narrative. When I'm done with that narrative, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done. I, with rare exception, I think maybe Alan Wake and Mass Effect are the only, and I the only Mass Effect I uh, DLC I, I played actually was the was the part of the real game that was cut out. Right was was <laughs> was the Citadel part where you get the the ending yeah. and, and all of that. But at Alan Wake's was actually kind of the same deal because it's the yeah. ending of the game. We're not going to talk about the signal because that was terrible. Um, Verizon, but, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, that was so bad. But there are game worlds 
that I really enjoy. Mm. And I would love to be in that world again, but I don't want to start the game over from scratch. I don't replay games. Mm-hmm. And just giving me the further adventures of whoever, I don't care. I'm, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not want, I, with Prey, I really wouldn't have wanted to deal with Morgan Yu anymore. Morgan's story has been told. Mm-hmm. The, the story of Talos One has been told. So by, by placing it alongside and making the objectives different, I got to enjoy all the things I, I loved about that game, the aesthetics and the enemies and, you know, the basic gameplay, but in a fresh way that was familiar but also new, very, very similar to what's happening with The Long Dark. Yeah, yeah it's hard to draw people into that kind of experience, though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's incredibly difficult to communicate to somebody well here's this here's this new here's yeah, this new like, thing to get into look at yeah. uh the the hitman sort of reboot oh, of a couple yeah. of years ago like that was kind of like when they first announced it uh or when they sort of retooled the announcement as like this is game is actually episodic now nobody knew how to t- take that like yeah. nobody really like, wait what <laughs> and and i think that like over time people really got what they were going for with that, especially when you would start to hear word of mouth, like, oh, they're the first chapter's out, you can play the first map, and the story, boom, done, and if all you want is a story, you gotta wait, like, three, like two or three months. Or, hey, we've added new targets to, to kill. Hey, we got, uh, was it, was Gary Busey versus Gary Cole? You could vote <laughs> yeah. on which elusive target you want to murder. So, oh, oh wow! So for season two, they're they're doing that, or, or for Hitman two, it's not season two. They're they're releasing it all at once now, but they're still doing that thing where they're putting elusive targets in the game. And the first one that's going to be coming in a couple weeks is uh, Sean Bean. It's so perfect. I, so good. Was it Sean so Bean Undying or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, like just like ways that you can get people to come back over and over and talk about your game, especially when one, there are just too many damn games coming out. There really are. That like you 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 need if you want to keep selling copies of that game, you need to get it back in people's eyeballs. And a really good way to do that is through updates. And yeah. even like expansions or or like refreshes. That's why you see a lot of indie games. A lot of games give away free expansions because it's just like, yeah. hey, we like yeah, you know, we love working on this game. We want to do something for our fans, but also we get that Steam page bump. Mm-hmm. People come it's back. Cool. No Man's Sky. Yep. No Man's Sky. And like No Man's Sky. I mean, they, their rehabilitation of that game mm-hmm. over the, after like the fiasco of its initial release. By not just, you know, saying, like, here are these really, really interesting updates and sort of cultivating that fan base, but making the metagame out of it and saying, like, here's all these weird hints. Here's a cassette tape that will send certain people on our mailing list. And here's this weird ARG where you're going to go out in the world. And there's going to be this suddenly some new object. That's a cool way to get people in. How did but, I not hear about any of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. There were, like, all kinds of... Before the big, the recent one, like, whatever... I can't remember what it was called, where it was uh, the complete big revamp. With the, with, the nar- with the actual narrative. Yeah, with the actual okay. narrative. They had been teasing that with an ARG for, like, six months. Oh, wow. Ahead of time, and just, like, super subtle. Like, going into, like, Reddit threads and being like, Hey, man, what's your address? We'll send you this... We'll send you a pamphlet in the mail. Yeah, Neat. weird shit. Neat. Uh, but that that stuff isn't necessarily replicable unless you're like a small, scrappy yeah. organization. Yeah. Um, because if you're the long dark, like the guys that made the long dark are came from this very advantageous position of having, you know, developer pedigree on their team. Like they all had history in the industry, but it was the studio's first game. It was a the, the a brand new format for releasing a game. They had all of these things that sort of allowed them to create this model and just do it in a way that was really going to benefit them long term. Mm-hmm. With Hitman, it's it's a miracle that that game found the audience it ultimately did 
Because like you were saying, Dave, people were flummoxed by that initial announcement of being like, it's episodic, but like not really. Like they had to that, they had to give people refunds for their digital pre-orders on PSN because the structure of that game had changed so much in between the initial time that they started taking pre-orders and release that people would like you're it's not the same product anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, there is no good idea that Square Enix can't fuck up. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, I all right. I think I I was gonna I was gonna wait to say I like the big one of these that I think is kind of disastrous though I know there are people who enjoy it Final Fantasy 15 a game that all three of us really loved I couldn't give a hot shit about any of those story expansions and I love those characters like I think Ignis is the best but Ignis I is the best he's the best the hair the recipes, the recipes, <laughs> recipe. I found a recipe, uh, all great. I, you couldn't pay me to go in and play those like story add-ons that they did for those. And I, I or like the multiplayer. And I, I don't know what it is like, because how different is that really from the long dark saying, here's this cool Halloween event, come in here, play the side thing. And Final Fantasy XV saying, like, here's a multiplayer mode. Here's a thing where you can play with your friends. And it's it should be different. It should be compelling, but it's not. And I wonder, I don't know if it's... it's the Long Dark is narrative-focused, but it's not super densely character-focused. I don't know if that's what throws me. I, I think that's the difference, because you think about what appeals in each game mm -hmm. to people. If... If if I mean why why does somebody play Final Fantasy fifteen and love yeah, it, yeah. right? Versus why does somebody play The Long Dark and love it? And I don't think that the reason you love Final Fantasy fifteen has anything to do with multiplayer. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> boy like, howdy, does it not? If they if they did something like a a a a uh, an expansion that was all about a cook-off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, something like that. That would be great. Or, or a fishing challenge, or chocobo racing, or, or something that took a, a small part of the game and made it larger. Yeah. yeah. That, I think, would work. And But even then, that wouldn't draw me in in the same way that you were well, with... I wonder how much know? of that is because of Final Fantasy's own baggage as a largely single-player, standalone, mm. like mm. story-based experience. Like this is the first time. Like Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, and I think Lightning Returns had some DLC, but like that yeah, it was, had an it had, it had, an, had an ending. Like, yeah, it had an ending. Added. Yeah, Thirteen Two had an ending. Thirteen Two was like, oh yeah, we, we're gonna. <laughs> We, you got us. Sorry. <laughs> Thought we would trick you with that secret ending that you had to pay us $15 for. Uh, but but uh, 15 was them taking that and like almost turning into a live game. Like they had elements yeah. of it that you, you would come back and there would be new hunts on the map mm. in the story that you could complete and then exchange for like get points that you would exchange for like time limited weapons and stuff like a giant sword that played a song by afro jack <laughs> if you were so inclined <laughs> i wish everybody Square could see Enix susan's is... face <laughs> aghast no we're, we're baffled yeah really what what <laughs> yeah what yeah stop it quiet man has a song by imogen heap also that they spent money on a lot of them. Some, yeah, so... Anyway. Anyway. It must be stopped. <laughs> well, Dave, let's, let's, let's talk about them needing to be stopped. I, fig I feel like, in our rundown, we weren't going to talk about this until later, but I feel like, I feel like we've come to it very naturally. <laughs> let's talk about why they have to be stopped. Oh my god. So, Final Fantasy XV is not going to be uh, updated anymore in the way that The Long Dark is, and the way... Uh, they told the world about this. It's oh, very strange. My God. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. About a week ago, they were sending tweets out like, "Hey, there is a special 
Final Fantasy 15. It's, they called it a special live stream to discuss okay. the future of the game. And of course, any reasonable person who has uh, noticed that they've had several, like many updates over the last couple of years, and Tabata out here talking about like we're gonna make an, like four more chapters. You're like, oh great, they're gonna announce some release dates. Like we're gonna see what's in store for the second wave of DLC. <laughs> well, you did. They they <laughs> had the the announcement at eight o'clock at night because I, I I don't recall what time it was in Japan, but it was the morning time in Japan. Uh, late over here, and they announce uh, within the first few minutes. One, they announce three out of the four planned DLC chapters ain't happening. Cancel. You're done. No RNA chapter. No Ludafreya chapter. No additional Noctis chapter. It's just the Arden chapter that's coming out in March. Second announcement. They delivered a handwritten note. From Hajime Tabata, director of Final Fantasy XV, wherein the closer, he, he, the closer, the closer, yeah, wherein he announces his departure from Square Enix, and that he is going to be working on a new project at another, like starting his own studio to work on another project. He didn't give the announcement himself. It was uh, it was uh, Japanese text with like English subtitles. This was the first 15 minutes of the, <laughs> the announcement. And a long ass time. Yeah. So already. What, okay, so wait, hold on. I need. Okay. Yeah, you need a recap? Okay. So the recap is uh uh, no, ain't happening. Peace. Uh, no, uh, you forgot to slap, like, the, like, shut up. Like, Got it. Yeah. Got get it. out of here. And then Got after it. that, you. they kept going. With what? They announced more content for the multiplayer expansion. Oh my god. Oh which, boy. First off, they are canceling the expansion that's in Final Fantasy 15. They are now breaking it out as a separate <gasps> program. Anyone who bought it in the season pass gets this for free. But you will have to access this from a uh, standalone app now on uh, oh. PS4 and Xbox One. They, yeah, and they announced like some new weapons and costumes for it, and then they announced a Final Fantasy fourteen crossover with Final Fantasy fifteen cool. uh, coming in December. <laughs> oh boy! And that was it. Wow! I, what there's is happening wow. at Square Enix? <laughs> and then like, I was talking with Anthony, it was like, "Holy shit, Tabata's out!" And then yeah, Anthony, you sent you sent yeah you sent me a message about this in the middle of the night. I found all, out all of this from Dave directly. And I guess the I sent you the only appropriate response, which was a link to. Well, first off, it was Lyra <laughs> saying, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I sent him a pic, a video of my child going, "Oh my god!" And then he sent me a link to a story that apparently Luminous, the Luminous division that they had literally just opened six months ago, it was like six months, right? Six months uh, ago, where Tabata was going to head Final the Fantasy studio. Fifteen team, yeah, was. Square opened a brand new subsidiary and said, all of you guys gave us such a huge success. This game sold 8 million copies. We've done it. We've recouped the cost of 10 years of Final Fantasy's back, baby. The brand is good again. Got a new studio. They said, we are reorganizing the studio because they're canceling all of this stuff that was in development. They're canceling it all so that they can refocus on new AAA products. And that reorganization cost them $33 million. That they wrote off as an extraordinary loss was the official business term. Redline, baby. $33 million. Gone. So, what is happening (laughs) at Square Enix? All right. I... Uh, there's a the, the simple read on this on the surface is that Square Enix looked at this new studio. Hajime Tabata opened it saying, "We're gonna finish all this new add-on content. We're gonna make a movie, all of this stuff, and then we're gonna make a brand new IP." And the fact that this message that the in the earnings saying like, "Oh, focusing on a new AAA product." that is more in line with the studio's talents 
says that they said you're not going to make something new. You are going to make a Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. And that's what's going yeah. to happen. We we are gonna nip this uh here it out here of a Sakaguchi movie business uh in the bud before it gets off the ground. We're not doing spirits within two. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> Tabata. Spirits within. Yeah, it's it's charmingly weird. It's it got is. And it's, it's beautiful. Got, yeah, like creep. Like I love uh, CG Donald Otherland that you get in that movie. <laughs> Dead Eye Donald it's... Sutherland. <laughs> Donald Otherland. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot in uh, Spirits Within. Spirits Within also lost like a hundred and ten. Yeah. Dollars. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it's, okay, so it's cool. I, just I like it. Career, I, so. I like there. There is the thing about this that is so strange to me is that why do you go through the cost of presenting all of this information right? to your most diehard group? I don't of fans? get that at all. Like this is yeah. this is shit that you put in a press release. This is this is you dump this on a Friday night, like the week before Black Friday, and then you're like, and then all our games are going to be on sale, and Just Cause 4 is coming out. And But no, this is like, like it's not quite the two-year anniversary, but it's the month yeah, yeah. of Final Fantasy it's... 15's release, and like, here you go, fans. It's very strange. And it, I don't, it's just strange. like, the more that I think about it, and the more that I look at their sort of scattershot lineup between... Their Japanese games and their English releases, like Shadow Tomb Raider, landed with a dud. Uh, they hey, it's, the it sold. It, it, it sold well. Uh, I think it. This is actually the like I I know that we we try not to bore ourselves and you guys with like mm, this sold this number numbers, but Shadow of the Tomb Raider in September it was in the top ten, uh, you know, bestsellers in here here in the United States. Didn't sell as well as Dragon Quest XI, which is really interesting to me. That Dragon Quest XI did—it's that's well. still like it's weird that that series has had an uphill battle yeah. in the West for forever, and the fact that it did as well as it did. Anyway, like I just like you have this team, this highly successful team that is making things that people like. You cut that, but you release the Quiet Man. <laughs> you get rid of Hitman. <laughs> You yeah. like the the Chrono Trigger PC port is a rack, and I think like honestly the the Square Enix brand to me now like Final Fantasy thirteen I did not feel nearly as bad about Square Enix as I do now, mm -hmm. uh, like because I don't know which version of them I'm gonna get. Yeah, like yeah, am I gonna get the million dollar Kingdom Hearts three Nomura or am I gonna get a Chrono Trigger port? That still uses touch refers to touch controls on the PC. Yeah, <laughs> the Chrono Trigger port was a mess for months. They fixed it mostly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, uh, hell, look at the world ends with you. Like the world ends with you, a game whose fans will you know crawl over barbed wire to tell people that it exists. It's true. That, it comes out on Switch, and like the like they did. It's it's no it's not as bad as the Quiet Man, but the control scheme is so alienating. <laughs> like you have to do everything either motion controlled or on the touchscreen itself, and it just like guys just just spend a little cash on reworking the game, remake it if you're gonna yeah. put it out there, or or don't you or know don't. like or or don't yeah or don't. I just make a make a new one if you want. So here's what what this. The whole thing smacks of buyout to yeah. me. Yeah. It's okay. You're either going to finish The Quiet Man by X date mm -hmm. or you're never finishing it. You, you are, we are going to buy this asset, but only, it, but we're not bothering with, with this further DLC. Fuck you. No. That's it. Feels very buyout to me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very weird situation, and like on top buyout of this, slash new ownership. Let me let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, Square Square is a publicly traded company. 
It is, uh, if there is somebody jockeying to get a controlling stake in this company, Mm -hmm. everything that is happening would make sense on top of that. I mean, the other thing that is important to keep in mind is that this is a company that has allowed multiple projects that cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make just languish uh, for years now. Like, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3 was supposed to come out two goddamn years ago. Yeah, finally coming out, they say... They, right. say. Uh, they say in January, and then and then and then you have Nomura uh, talking about like the Final Fantasy VII remake's not even out yet, and he's already talking about various developments to accompany it. <laughs> it's never <laughs> ever going to see the light of day. It'll come never. out. I, no it'll won't. come out, but it, no but, like not on these machines, not on nope. the, the machines nope. that we're using. Never. Never. I will bet you a sandwich. Never. <laughs> it's gonna look like the quiet man. All right. I, I, all right, Susan. We're gonna we're gonna make a bet right now. I'm going to say that Final Fantasy VII remake comes out in some form, not in the next four years, but it does come out. And if I'm wrong, I owe you a sandwich. If I'm right, I'm picking the Thai restaurant we're going to at Pax East. Oh <laughs> 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 Picking the Thai restaurant done. we're going to. Done. <laughs> done. Done. Yes. Done. Oh, man. Yeah, the, the whole thing is just, is so... It just, odd. it feels so business, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. All of yeah. it, like, all of it is just cold, calculated business decisions rather than just, like, the realities of game development. It's just, like, guys with suits going, nope. We gotta, we gotta trim. The realities of of game development are the guys in suits. I mean, I I just mean like, it's not like Tabata's like, look, we tried to do this, but like, it's not feasible without rewriting blah, 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 blah. We have to cancel it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the delivery of the information is just weird. It's weird. Yeah. Super weird. It's weird. Um, The, the thing about this that interests me, and I was writing about this earlier today and talking about it with you, Dave is that this is, with Tabata gone, the, on the Japan side of things, the number of, like, big marquee creators that are employees of Square Enix Japan, like, there's Nomura, and that's... And uh, there's Yuki. Kitase, uh, who, like, the producer. Of yeah, the... But, but, like, well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, all of the old-school, big personality, like, this is the director that you put at the beginning of the game, all those guys are executives now. Yeah. Like, Yoshinori Kitase doesn't fucking direct games. He hasn't directed games in 18 years. Like, the the people who are the ones who are working at the actual directorial level are not working on that level anymore. Like, they even the guy... God, I wish I could remember his name, but the, the Crystal Chronicles guy are the... The guy that I love because he made Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> that guy, that guy is that guy's just a producer at this point. Like he's yeah. he, you yeah. know, he's an executive producer. He's not even the one who's sitting there in the studio, like holding up the different art and being like this one, that one. Uh, I all they really have left is Nomura, a guy who hasn't shipped a game that he directed since two thousand six, <laughs> which is. <laughs> A long time ago. <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I If there is a moment where that company is broken up and, mm-hmm. you know, Eidos becomes Eidos again. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and where's that Avengers that, game, by the way? Where's that Avengers Ooh, game? Uh, that? They're, they're, they're working on it. That's, um, I actually talked to the president of Eidos Montreal because they're working on it with the uh, Crystal Dynamics, like they did the Tomb Raider thing. Yeah. So they, I just like it. it sounds like the that's it's this year that we're gonna see it, um, either at E three or or something. Mm. Um, Project Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, I just but, yeah. Anyway, I like I you know if Idos goes and be is Idos again, awesome. We'll get a new Legacy of Kane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> someday. I just, okay, I understand The Quiet Man is, is terrible for many reasons. A robust variety of reasons. <laughs> sure. That's a word. 
I'm really pissed about what it, how ableist it is. Yeah, like it bad. really upsets me. It's crazy. It's so bad. It's crazy. Yeah, like and it is. It is made with the confidence of a of like a. I, I've heard it called like of a, a mediocre st- white man. Well, like a, it is made with the confidence of a student film director. Like I've heard multiple oh. people call it like a oh. student oh. film project. <laughs> Someone oh, who thinks brutal. they have the best idea in the world. Yeah. No ability to capitalize it on it. And also it's probably offensive. Yeah. I did find out a little bit about like who was making the quiet man. So it was developed by human head studios. The, the prey team from back in the day, what remains. Yeah. Of right. Yep. <laughs> but, but it was the brainchild, the passion project of a producer at square Japan. And as far as I can tell, this is his only major credit. Like, this guy doesn't have other games. <laughs> and Was he somebody's cousin? I don't know. It's gotta be. It's I, not, yeah. It's, it's, it's you do X and we will let you do Y. Yeah. Whatever the X is, I don't know. Maybe it was like signing a big deal or, or whatever. But like, let me, he killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> He sent he sent somebody thirty dollars for Yakuza merchandise. Uh, I so okay so I, I was in in Tulsa last weekend at the Pop Culture Expo with a friend of the show Richard Mitchell and uh, other friend of the show Jess Condit, formerly of Joystick fame, and I was I got a lift. I went to the aquarium while I was in Tulsa, and I was getting a lift back to the hotel, and I got an alert that said your driver is deaf or hard of hearing. Oh, and I was like. Not a problem, yo. Done. Not a problem. He rolls up, and I ask him in sign language if he's deaf. And he looks at me kind of strangely and nods. I'm like, oh, okay. And I ask him a few more questions during the drive, and he's just really, like, not responding to me at all. And I'm like, you're not deaf. You just don't want to talk to me. And the thing is, like, you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. Right. Like, you don't want to talk to your passengers because your English is not that great. I respect that. That's so creepy. (laughs) But what you're doing is incredibly shitty to deaf people, deaf and hard of hearing people. Because, like, if an actual deaf driver, they would be a functioning driver who would make an effort to communicate with their passenger as opposed to this douchebag. And so, like, that combined with the quiet man, I'm just... Oh, it man. just really makes me angry. <laughs> wow, what a what a gross thing to yeah. do. I don't mm-hmm. I, what a shitty shit shit thing to do. Apparently not uncommon. Yeah, I, I I on the bright side, the shittiness of the quiet man apparently goes so far beyond just being ableist. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mystic, yep, racist. racist. I mean, really just offensive to There's good pro- taste. Like, probably <laughs> incest or at least some kind of symbolic version of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's mom- Apple, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. There's mom uh mom wife. Oh, electric, mom that's wife. electric complex. Yeah, it's yeah. uh you like he is trying to avenge his mother's death, but then a love interest is introduced. It's the same played actress. by the same actress. And, and there are like when you when you die when it loads the checkpoint again, it shows an FMV thing of like your mom wife looking down at you, and oh. she's like making like winky faces and and, oh, and kissing. Oh. It is, and here's the thing: like you're a baby. I sometimes, but also sometimes a little suggestive. It's <laughs> weird. Also, because you like the only parts of the game that have voice slash sound. Are for some inexplicably the first like five minutes of the cutscene of the game, the rest is silent, and then the final song during the credits. Yeah, yeah. There's voice until suddenly there's not, and there's no narrative justification as to why. Just, uh, man. So you are, and there are long stretches of fifteen minutes of dialogue in these cutscenes. You can't understand. There's no subtitles. There's no voice. So. You just are kind of left to your own interpretations. 
as to what's going on, which means your your mind starts to like, why is she is is it his mom? Is it his wife? Is no, it's art. The (laughs) middle fingers from Susan. I love I love every detail about this game. Like, cause I've only watched it. Like, I haven't played it myself. It, but like, you look at it and you're like, no part of this was made because the person behind it didn't want it to be there. Yep. Like all yeah. of this is there is intent behind all of it. It is. It is some with somebody's fervent desire. It is the Boondock Saints too. And no, yeah, it's, it's the it's the room. Yeah, yeah. It it really yeah. does sound like it's the room. Like someone who is genuine about the story that they have to tell. Yeah, I I would be fascinated. Like this will never happen, but I I kind of am wondering how far away are we from a publisher or a developer delivering like just a just a stink bomb like this and leaning into it and saying like look at the terrible game we made. In the same way that Tommy Wiseau is like, oh, I, the room is a black comedy now, you know, and the fact that he's embraced. Yeah, he, he's, he's claimed that wow. it's always been meant right. to be a that comedy. that it's bad on purpose because it's good business for him to say. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. To, to acknowledge that it's bad. There was, a, there was a, oh my gosh, what was this game? Mountain Blade, was that it? And it was so broken <laughs> that that was the appeal of it. Oh, really? Like, that, yes, that was it was in, it was it was an early 360 game mm. if memory serves and and it was just so ridiculously broken that was the delightful part of it. And so the developer didn't fix it. They wow. leaned into it real hard. They're like, "Well, people like it this way." Right. So, Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they made they made lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, which I like I Honestly, I kind of enjoy the honesty of that. Yeah, I would. I but I mean, this doesn't sound like it was made by a person uh, who is. Um, no, they're not that th- self-aware. There's no, there's no humility. No. <laughs> Although, hey, as of man. now, you can the, the you can get the subtitles as DLC and Tight. learn the full story <laughs> in, a, in a second playthrough. Oh God! What oh, are you doing, God. Square? I. I that's I really wish this I was a really game. I really want to see the sign language to see if it's actual sign language yeah. or if they're just doing vague gestures they think look like sign language. It's, it looks very basic. Like every now and then they'll do stuff like 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 what like but it it's never much more than yeah. that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just grotesque. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as we as we bring things home, uh, I I did want let's talk about something joyful. Something yeah. Wonderful. Uh, I have all week been playing Tetris Effect, uh, the latest game from. I, they're no longer called Q Entertainment. Now they are Enhance Games. Uh, Tetsuya Mizuguchi's crew of drunken toughs, many of them who uh, worked on Res alongside Mizuguchi back in the day, Luminez, the puzzle game for PSP, and uh, more recently things like Child of Eden. And How about that medium? This game, man, it, so I was... Everybody started freaking out about Tetris Effect when it was first announced, and they're like, oh, dude, oh, it looks so fucking cool. It's, it's trippy and amazing, and it's got techno music again. And I was like, I, guys, no. I don't trust <laughs> to do anything delightful because child Dave, did you play Child of Eden? Did you play Child? Of I Eden? like I think at that point I'd had a connect, but I was so done with it. Yeah, I, I, just, well, like, you didn't, I didn't have to play it with a connect. Like you could play it, you could just play it with a controller, uh, like Res style. Susan, did you play Child of Eden? Oh uh, heck yeah! Did you like Child of Eden? I okay. I played Child of Eden with the Kinect. Yes, yeah. Which is how it is it, meant to be. Yeah. I, I also played it with a controller, and it was fun. Yeah, it, it yeah. lost me. It lo- Child of Eden lost me. And really what, what lost me about Child of Eden 
was it like I thought the, like the the experience of using the Kinect was super super interesting. It was the aesthetics. It was oh, the interesting. it was okay. the look. Like it felt I don't know. It it felt like when you go to like a greeting card store and they have CDs at the checkout and it's like soothing sounds. You're not wrong. <laughs> Dolphins <laughs> jumping. The aesthetic was chai tea latte. You're yeah, not wrong. like it, it's like like bootleg copies of Pure Moods, not even got, a real version of Pure Moods. I always That's got true. that game confused with the Deepak Chopra game that they made yes. for Connect. <laughs> They were visibly so. Oh, oh so yeah. do you not know there's a Deepak Chopra Connect game? No. Oh hell yeah, there is. It's kind of cool. Like, like that's, that's kind of the vibe that I got. Yeah, it's like, okay. Kinda, how how yeah. have we not streamed this? Oh my god. Yeah, we should probably we we should we should make that happen. Uh, but yeah, like I so playing Tetris Effect, I wasn't super excited about playing this because I didn't necessarily think that. I hadn't played anything by Tetsuya Mizuguchi in 15 years at this point that I thought was really, really exciting. Wait, wait you haven't played Res in 15 years? No, I meant like new, like a new oh, game. Oh, 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 you know? oh, oh, like, oh, 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 okay, Because okay, like, okay, okay. yeah, Res Infinite, I love Res Infinite. Yeah, It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and Luminous, like when Luminous came out on Switch, I was there on day one. Yeah, All But right. this is like... This is like a Led Zeppelin situation. Like, oh, I can go buy physical graffiti again? Yeah, I'm going to go buy physical graffiti again. Yeah, yeah. But when you tell me that Robert Plant has a new fucking solo record out, I'm like, great. <laughs> Good, <laughs> oh, for Good for him. Good for him and his hair. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm thrilled. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then I fired up Tetris Effect, and it, like, it, it feels... Uh, to carry the Zeppelin metaphor, if Rez is Zeppelin 1 and Luminez is Zeppelin 2, it was like, oh shit, this is Zeppelin 3. Like, immigrant song level pummeling you in the face excitement yes. of pressing start. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, you, you hit start in Tetris Effect and there's like a story mode. It's like, you're going to go through the emotional journey of Tetris. <laughs> and you select the first level and it's just... <laughs> Like this quiet, ambient, electronic thrum. And I was like, okay, fine. But it's just Tetris, right? And as soon as you start <laughs> rotating the piece, it is creating the most perfect beat. The most perfect oral tone. Like, better than res. You know, like the first wow. time you started firing off shots in res and you were like, that was amazing. I really feel like I'm kind of in the music. This is every different song in stage you feel the piece so utterly connected to creating the music that I just couldn't fucking believe it. Like this is this is peak Mizuguchi. Like he is back, backer than back. And uh, man, every single stage is so different. Like I will admit that there is a a lot of music in this game. There are a ton of stages. Like there there are like 40, 50 plus tracks and they're all distinct. Some of them kind of suck, like mm -hmm. like and like you know. I mean, Luminous had some. Yeah, yeah, it, too. but and and it's 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 the era in which it's made, in the same way that Luminous had some tracks that were just like lamentably two thousand four techno. <laughs> there are tracks on this that Voodoo are like people. like oh dude, there are tracks on this that are so like let us know that Steve Aoki <laughs> like really, really bad, like Vegas show floor oh. uh, EDM nonsense. Wow. Look, we gotta okay. put, we gotta put Calvin Harris on this box to sell it. Okay? <laughs> you gotta, yeah, move you gotta get it in there. You gotta get DJ Khaled in here. Oh. But like, like okay, so like even like those tracks, they're not the majority. They they happen every now and again. But then do you have balanced. to do them in order? You do have to do them in order. Okay. Like there's a, okay. So the way it's broken down is you will choose one track and then it'll be like four songs in a row and that's that chunk of like the story mode. Oh, I see. So it'll be like nine minutes, ten minutes of different things and it'll escalate the speed of how you're playing Tetris along with the different tracks. I would say for every one track where you're like, man, that's a dud, it is balanced out by five that are just 
fucking fascinating. There is, I think it's either the second or third of these like story, you know, track bundles of levels opens up and it is a like blue sky background and a desert. And there are like these lit up ghosts of people in like a camel caravan. And it's just silent at first. But every time you shift the Tetris piece, it's a beat that is the sound of feet shuffling on sand. Oh my god. Yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's oh so my god. goddamn great. <laughs> and even that stage, like that stage is you go through the desert and then the music swells and like there's a break in the techno song and then it's no longer the desert and you're in space looking at the earth from the moon and it's just every part of that elevated spirit that you got from the greatest moments of Luminez and Rez without being, you know, a, a, an exact echo of those experiences. It's, it is an artist fully coming back into his voice in a, in a profound way. And I, I'm, I, I'm amazed by it. I'm amazed by it. It's the first. Oh my God. I can't wait to play it. Oh yeah. my God. I can't so wait to play like, it. Every single time somebody's like, oh, am I really going to pay $40 for Tetris? Yes, yes you are. Yes. You, you are. Do not yes. Do it. You're going to do it again. You're going to do it right now. You're going to love it. It's the first, it's this, this now, now I've had the moment where like, do I need a PSVR? Like, oh, interesting. Is, did they get me? Have I been gotten? No. Like, this is, nah, probably not. But, no. <laughs> um, well, eventually. Like heard, when, they're, when they're 50 bucks. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. It is, man, there's another one that's like a city skyline. And the Tetris pieces change, uh, you know, the way their look, depending mm -hmm. on each stage, mm -hmm. much like Luminez did, where it's like different color patterns and different textures and all that. Uh, and you remember like when you get like, I don't know, seven or eight tracks into Luminez, all the pieces would turn into like, they looked like blood vessels, like those yeah. little balls. So it does that, and all the tetraminos are like made of the little blood vessels, but the background is like a city skyline, and the song is straight up 1950s post-bop jazz. Like every single time, like Miles Davis, John Coltrane. Oh, I get yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, every single time you shift the piece, it will make the a uh, piano key tone, and it's it, like. It, it works. Like, you feel like you are improvising a jazz song. Oh, my God. By playing Tetris. It's, it's, it's wild. Okay, we need to wrap this up so I can go download it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. I, uh, honestly, that's that's it. Like, that's my recommendation for everybody. Uh, uh, for everybody yeah. who's listening to this, uh, and it is uh, your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, if this is not your first time listening to this, but you're just a casual listener, welcome as well. We would like to point you to patreon.com slash continue podcast as well as Tetris Effect. You go to our Patreon page. This is a Patreon-supported show. Every single dollar makes a very, very big deal in our lives and helps us keep making this show for you. Uh, if you do not wish to give us money and you just want to listen, tell a friend, please. As Susan says, please tell your lady friends. Uh, if you know uh, women that enjoy the things that we discuss... We want you to share our show with them. And uh, one more thing that you can do for us is leaves us a, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps the visibility of the show. It helps it make it easier for people to just say to a friend, hey, it's called Continue Podcast. And when they search for it, the more reviews we have, the more positive reviews we have, the higher up in the search rank we're going to be. And that's going to help get people listening to this. For those of you who are Patreon donors to this show... Uh, thank you so, so much. It means the world. And for those of you at a significant tier, Dave, if you would. Yes, this show is brought to you by Ryan Brady, John, Nick Grugan, Double Taco, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Peter, Ryan Mance, Derek Sanskrit, Adam Condra, Putnik Santiago, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, uh, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Francisco Arias Guimaraes, Kalen Houston, 
Axel Olsen-Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Bullet Bobom, Daniel Squire, Tom, and Damien Michalis, as well as all of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much. You keep the engines running. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep making it, guys. As long as uh, we keep that engine primed, we'll, we'll be here. Um, we'll be back in two weeks. Until then, Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Susan Arndt. I, I love talking to people on Twitter. Uh, and you can also find my words at, I can't even believe I'm saying this, The Escapist. Yeah! yeah! I love that Michael Myers articles so Thank much. You. Makes me really happy. Uh, Dave, where can the people find you? On you the can internet? find me at David Robots. I, uh, I talk about stuff there. Say hi. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm, that's I'm keeping it. a low profile these keep days. It, you know, I'm keeping it's, it real. Yeah, you're like Donald Faison and Clueless. Because I'm keeping it real. Keeping it real. Because I'm keeping and, you it know, real. he's not like out there. Nope. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Faison does a lot of voice acting now. That's what he does. Oh, does he? Uh, as for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at a John Agnello, and you can catch me every single day at Escapist Magazine, where I'm managing editor. Oh, oh, snap. oh, damn! Uh, Susan, you, I'm there. I like. I was eventually going to turn into you. Yep, yep. <laughs> it finally it, happened. It has happened. You are now me. <laughs> so inevitable. Become the master. I, I, I'm gonna go out into the world and be Picard. I'm never gonna be Picard. I'm Riker. No, I'm no. just Riker. Riker for no, life. You're not Riker. I'm not. Oh, Odo made it, maybe. Yeah! Now <laughs> oh, we're talking. Yeah. Badass. I feel like I'm, I'm Riker. So like, right? Yeah, Susan. I'm Riker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dave's, Dave's Chief O'Brien. Told yeah. all day. Yeah. All, all day, day and night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know what? I don't got to be everywhere, but I'm holding the fort down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I keep this he's got, train running. Keep he's got the wife and kid. Going. Right? Oh, uh, he, he wants to be home for dinner. <laughs> If you've listened this far, uh, I want to try to do something a little different for the contest. Um, I want to get a question I had. Let's see here. Um, Is the actual trivia happening? No, I just like if you. I, I want to. Uh, we had a. We were going to talk more about the Tetris effect thing. Um, you know what? No, we'll save it for later. Never we'll mind. Save it for next. Time. Oh, we'll oh, save yeah. it for later. I, I had what? a thing in my head. I was going to improvise on the fly, and then. It left like a, like yeah. a butterfly out of my brain. We'll do it next time. That's a Barkley move. You've been downgraded from Chief O'Brien to Barkley. I want to get some more uh, more uh, interaction with our fans to email us. Mm, that's yeah. fair. Comments, I like that. That's fair. We talk yeah. about, but uh, we'll get that ready for yeah. Keep next it, time. keep an eye on Twitter.com/slash/continuepod for those details. Everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you.